Canuck Central, Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. We're in the Kintech studio. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. Uh, we are reaching the uh, midway mark of the uh, NHL season. We're going to get into, uh, as you heard, Woodley talk about uh, some of his mid-season Vesna picks. We're going to get into some mid-season stuff a little bit later on uh, this week around the Vancouver Canucks and things around the league as well. But for today, it is Wednesday, so it's time for Overrated or Underrated. We bring in producer Josh Elliott Wolf. We've got Elon behind the glass as well today. Hello, I missed you guys. Nice Vikings hat you got there, Josh. Thank you. How happy are you the Vikings are uh, escaping the wrath of the Seahawks in the I first can, round of the playoffs? I kind of wish they played the Seahawks just so <laughs> we could have some banter about it. Oh, there would be banter. And uh, at least the Seahawks would have a chance of going through the wild card round, but mm, not, not so much anymore. Ye of little faith. Look at you, Seahawks fan. I mean, your team made the playoffs. You're like, you have no chance of winning against San Francisco. I mean, all I hear is Pete Carroll, like, waxing poetic about how good the Niners are. Like, oh, Of course. <laughs> he's building them up. He's building them up. Once he's them doing to overlook the Seahawks. Yeah. Yes. He's doing yes. that. He's doing that classic Pete Carroll thing, building up his Seahawks to be the ultimate <laughs> underdog. Uh, oh, uh, I want to kick things off, actually. Uh, overrated, okay. underrated. The post-post game show last night with Josh Elliott-Wolf. Totally underrated. Great job by Josh and Ben Bastrin. Thanks, Dad. You know what? The post-game, the regular post-game, too, also <laughs> underrated. <laughs> you don't you don't have to return. <laughs> you know what? Canuck Central, hosted by you, too, underrated. Oh, wow. Did you listen on, on your way home, Sat? Yeah, I did. Post-game show? I did. I did. Josh just spitting fire, talking about Josh, how bad the Canucks are. Josh is just on point, man. The yeah. man knows what he's talking about. I know. Post I know. post game show back tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> Let's go. At eight thirty. Lots of post post game shows this week. Yeah, if the Canucks ever make the playoffs, Josh, uh, you're going to be on at midnight <laughs> until yes. like three a.m. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, let's get started. The first one from Sat. Retirement overrated or underrated? Seems like a big topic <laughs> in the market, guys. Yes. Uh, so why why would uh, retirement be such a big topic? <laughs> would a certain president of Hockey Ops have uh, mentioned the R word, not rebuild, in a recent interview <laughs> with the Pittsburgh Tribune Live? Which, which R word was given more consideration? It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> Uh, uh, retirement, uh, I, it, certainly, if you uh, have done it right, I'm, I'm assuming is underrated. You know, that's that's what it seems like from from people uh, responding on the text inbox uh, and also on on Twitter when you know when when I pose that question. You know, evil emo said it's totally underrated. Like I, I'm loving it right now, and then and others saying it depends. Like Nick, he says it kind of depends. You know, why you're retiring, what the reasons are. So it's always dependent on you know circumstance and and whatever, but. If you really love what you do, then maybe retirement is overrated. So it, it might really depend. I uh, I would need something to do after retirement, uh, for sure. Like I don't know if I would be the Walmart greeter guy, you know, that just uh, like kind of stands at what at the front and just like says yeah. hello to people. <laughs> you wouldn't just have like a, a golf 
membership? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, if I could afford that by the time I'm well, retired. <laughs> I would hope by the time <laughs> Let's you're retired. Let's hope so. <laughs> if not, you're That's probably I mean. just working if, if, here. If you do retirement right, I'm sure it could be great. If not, uh, maybe it's overrated. That got dark. Yeah. Oz, yeah. <laughs> next one. Overrated and underrated from Oz. Late first-round picks. Oh, late first-round picks, totally overrated. Yeah, I mean, you know, it all depends on the context, right? I think, yes, if you're looking to make a trade and you're looking for a first-round pick, a late first-round pick is overrated. But a late first-round pick is still a first-round pick and a chance for you to get a good player. We talk about how second-round picks are valuable. So if we think second-round picks are valuable, then we can't think that first-round picks, late first-round picks are not valuable. So I do think sometimes in discussion – we dismiss it. We're too dismissive of it in general because it's still a good asset. At the, at the end of the day, if you have a late first-round pick even, if you want to flip that, it usually gets you something tangible because the thought of a first-round pick still carries weight across the league. Um, you know, yes, yeah, so th- like the first-round pick, having extras, it's, it's never a bad thing for mm-hmm. your team. It's just, as we've talked about so often, if you're trading a player like Horvat or Miller, you know, the the best asset you're getting in the return can't be a first-round pick. Yes. Unless it's, you know, a guaranteed top-10 pick or something to that effect. But that rarely is what the piece is or what the first-round pick ends up being. You know, sometimes that future first-round pick can be more valuable than, say, the first-round pick this year. Because who knows what happens in a year. Like when the Canucks traded... For JT Miller, you know, the, essentially the Tampa Bay Lightning were sort of betting on, hey, maybe the Canucks end up in the lottery two years running after they trade for JT Miller, and we end up with a lottery pick. Obviously, that didn't happen. Tampa Bay traded that pick away, anyways, but that was essentially the bet the Tampa Bay Lightning were sort of taking when they accepted the Miller offer as much as anything else. Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing as well that, and I see, um, we'll kind of build this into this real quick. Um, Rager on the text inbox says the NFL draft, and just kind of build this into this. In the NFL, they're kind of figuring out, or at least a lot of teams are looking at it and saying, trading a first-round pick is more valuable than making a selection at the first-round pick, especially depending on where you are. Because if you actually are making a bet on a player that you have a pretty good idea is going to be a good player for you, then that first-round pick you're trading becomes something close to a pretty sure bet. A late first-round pick is not a sure bet. It takes years to develop. So depending on where you are in your cycle, trading those late first-round picks might actually be underrated. That's something the NFL's figured out. All right, next one. Matt repeatedly clicking the sim lottery button (laughs) on the the tank thon or... Uh, it's it's overrated. I mean, I guess it can be a good way to pass time. And who am I to judge on uh, what you choose to pass time? But at the end of the day, uh, you getting the Canucks on tankathon.com or whatever it is uh, isn't going to uh, make any difference <laughs> on the Canucks actual lottery odds come the end of the year. No, but you know what? It's uh, It can be addicting and it can be fun. It's Very a good agreed. way to like pass a little bit of time. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it once right now. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Do one it. time. Just I'm only going to click it once. Okay. Sim lottery. Here we go. It's taking a while. Uh oh. Why is it taking so long? I don't know. What have oh, you no. done, Josh? I don't know. Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, second overall. Ooh. No way. The, no. Oh, no. Sorry. 
The Ottawa Senators move up to uh, second oh, overall. You, you oh, coward. you know, They move up seven that. spots. The Arizona the Coyotes move up three to get first overall. So in the end, the Vancouver Canucks drop to eighth. Oh, wow. So they drop. So you said all that to say the Canucks drop. <laughs> I really set you guys up for failure. <laughs> yes, you did. I shouldn't have led with second overall. Well played. Uh, well played, young, young Padawan. <laughs> uh, next overrated, underrated from the boss, Canberra. Tanner Pearson's absence, <laughs> and this is also in brackets, assuming more last year type Pearson. Overrated oh, or underrated? Uh, definitely uh, definitely underrated. Well, of course you're going to say underrated. Well, Tanner Pearson last season was underrated. His The season he put together last year was quite strong. He at least performed at the level of his contract last year and that's even maybe a little bit of a pessimistic even a, a little bit above his contract last year on market value and given our conversation on Connor Garland yesterday which uh, I guess Connor Garland got the Canuck Central bump yesterday scoring that goal mm. but um, <laughs> it would balance out the Canucks lines a little bit more so that uh, you had more wingers to play with your three big centers so I'm, I'm saying yes Sander Pearson still uh. Man, he's totally not underrated. Like it's not, it's not under. Like his impact's not gonna be underrated. It's ridiculous that it's that it is considered overrated because Bruce Boudreaux views him as that integral. And I like Tanner Pearson. He ain't that integral, man. It's he's not, not that a, guy. It's, it's, he's not that important. Just not that important. Next one, anonymous. And he was really bad at the start of the yeah, season. He was tough. Uh, let's reiterate. Sometimes I, I've lately forgotten that he's on the team, but. <laughs> He, he was skating the other day. So he was. He'll be he was. back soon. He wanted to make the Florida trip. Didn't happen. Yeah. The cap hit is still there. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Anonymous. Not great. Overrated or underrated? Uh, there's a few here, so I'll run through them all. Uh, one, committing to a proper rebuild. Two, treating your fan base with respect. And three, blaming media for team failures. Overrated or underrated? So uh, I, I'd say they're all underrated yeah they're all right? underrated you, we should blame media more yeah i mean oh yeah I mean, yeah oh yeah that that one um yeah overrated i'd say generally speaking now it depends on the context of what you're saying right yeah like i like like i agree you shouldn't be blaming the media for your failures but like is that notion being taken out of context to some degree um in what way like so Dollywall had a, you know, he mentioned how, you know, the the media, the Canucks are aware of negative media, right? They're yes. aware of, you know, of Canucks Twitter and everything. And that was taken as they're blaming media, right? And, hey, listen, I'm not saying that's what Rick was saying or not, but you saw a lot of the reaction on Twitter based on a quote tweet that somebody had out there on it. And it's like, oh, you can't be blaming the media. I don't know if that was necessarily blaming the media. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're saying you're aware of people being negative, you're aware that Canucks Twitter, you know, is very opinionated. You being aware of something doesn't mean you're blaming something, right? Yep. So, I mean, that's all I wonder. And I'm not saying it's one way or the other, because if it's that, then I think the whole notion is pretty ridiculous. But yeah, you shouldn't be blaming it. But treating your fan base with respect, I think, yes, underrated notion. I think that's something you should be doing. And committing to a proper rebuild, we talk about a proper rebuild doesn't mean you have to go trade everybody, but it means be willing to make some tough decisions, which we all agree on. Uh, I would say in that context, all three are underrated. 
We and should we should blame the media more. <laughs> I think. I uh, we like the whole um, thing about media and, and all of this stuff too. Like it's not news, or it shouldn't be news that some players prefer to play in anonymity if they have that choice, if they have that opportunity. Other players thrive under the constant pressure of a tough market, whether it be one of the Canadian markets or one of the bigger U.S. markets that's really focused on their teams. Um, but it's it's a reality that exists in the NHL, 100%. There are some Canadian players, there are some, doesn't matter the nationality of the player, that prefers to play in a small market or a warm weathered market because it's just not what you have in Canada and playing in a fishbowl of a Canadian market. That's a reality that NHL teams, especially in Canada, have to deal with. And you can't really complain about it because it's just part of the team build you have to go through. So deal with it. Figure it out. Next one from Discount Dracula, the Kraken. Overrated or underrated? Which Kraken are we talking about here? I'd assume the Seattle one. <laughs> okay. But I mean, maybe the the mythical sea monster, if you want to okay. go that way, too. Uh, what about the drink? No? Okay. Um, Last on the wrist. Right. Seattle Kraken, uh, I feel like, like they're 15 points ahead of the Canucks right now. Yeah. Uh, they are... I don't think people really believe in them all that much, but they're pretty solid in a top three spot in the Pacific right now, halfway through the season. I'd say the Seattle Kraken, for so far this year, they've been underrated on what they've been able to do. Uh, I'd love to call them overrated, but I'm not sure anybody's really overrating them. Yeah. You know, like I haven't gotten that sense personally. Maybe others feel differently. So I'd maybe say under, like they're playing well, like, Outside of their PK, their PK is almost as bad as the Canucks. And that's one thing I do worry about. It was really bad when they were here in Vancouver, too. It's like, wow, yeah. this thing is like Swiss cheese, man. There's so many holes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, you know what? No, I, I amend. I amend my call. They're overrated. They're not oh, ready. come on. Yeah, I amend. I remember the defense was bad. I remember I remember, I remember defense. I'm like, P- ho- listen, you can't be a good hockey team if you have the 31st PK. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> The 31st ranked PK. I mean, their goaltending's been uh, not great. They do have the number one shooting percentage in the league at five on five by a considerable margin, by like a full percentage point. I'm sure that's sustainable. It's probably uh, so, fine. so maybe not sustainable, but I still uh, I still like what the what they're building here. And I said that in the summer. Kraken are going to be the one of the most improved teams in the NHL. Uh, next one coming from Kieran, the Jack Adams Award, overrated or underrated? Overrated. Coach of the Year awards are generally overrated because there's yeah. like they're like there's like a criteria you have to meet. It's like, are you a new coach on a team? <laughs> Is this your first year coaching said team? Have you uh, taken a team that was not a playoff team and made them and turned them into a playoff team? I think that's the main one. Yeah, like that's always got to be the criteria, and by that we overlook coaches who are actually good or who are actually performing well like Jim Montgomery sure it's one of those strange years where uh, he's coaching the number one team in the league and he happens to be a first year coach on that team makes sense he would be the front runner for the Jack Adams but you know when I know nobody likes Mike Babcock anymore and and, uh, he had a really (laughs) poor falling out in Toronto 
when he was the best coach in the league, he still never won the Jack Adams Award because he coached the Detroit Red Wings. And people were like, yeah, but Detroit's good, so whatever. Usually you need to have great goaltending. Yeah. And there's always a, a real strong correlation. You, you'd almost say a causal correlation between getting the best goaltending performance in the league and winning a Jack Adams trophy. Because usually great goaltending means you're not giving up a lot of goals. Your defense looks good. You're winning a lot of games. And those are the factors that lead to you being able to win the Jack Adams Award. Um, yeah, I'll also say uh, Rick Bonus deserves some love for the Jack Adams this year. I mean, even even Connor Hellebuck is playing well, but like Woodley mentioned, not necessarily at a top five level, despite what the raw save percentage may yeah. be leading you to believe. So if you look at the overall impact and the biggest change for that team, it's not necessarily the saves. It's the overall environment, and that's been impacted by uh, Rick Bonus. But I think Jim Montgomery's impact on the Bruins is, I mean, it's not even about goals. It's just the way those guys play and the way Bergeron's playing, I'm hard-pressed to say anybody's doing a better job than him. Next one from Craig. Pete Carroll riding a scooter around the Seahawks facility. I'm Hope sorry. A- anything Pete Carroll does is underrated, okay? <laughs> I love me some, like, Pete Carroll over 70 years old and doing something on the football field or something wacky around the Seahawks uh, training facility. Let's go. Pete Carroll's the best. Such a yeah. weird video. Just Geno Smith <laughs> hitting the gritty and then Pete Carroll zooming by on a scooter. <laughs> It's so funny. It's great. I mean, I love Pete Carroll's enthusiasm, and how can you not be impressed by what the Seahawks have done this year? And it plays into everything that he's about. And honestly, you look at the Seahawks' failures the past few years, it really does come down to the relationship with the quarterback. And as we saw in Denver this year, I think we all know who the bigger issue was. Yep. Also, have we mentioned Geno Smith uh, broke – broke uh, the record for most passing yards in a season by a Seahawks quarterback. Have we mentioned that? Oh, now you're just being gratuitous. <laughs> uh, next one. Vicky, luggage trackers. Overrated or underrated? Huge. Oh. Huge. Underrated. Totally underrated. Yeah. Anything that tracks your stuff is un- underrated. <laughs> so uh, I actually have an experience. When I got back from Europe this summer, uh, my luggage was left in Frankfurt somehow some way not a good place to leave it It didn't make the connection so uh my luggage was left in in frankfurt and so when i went to the air canada desk i'm like hey my luggage isn't here like how do you know well the air tag says it's still in frankfurt (laughs) so (laughs) like oh yeah it's pretty good indication well i'm glad you know where it is because from our measurement it's still in budapest oh yeah this is good (laughs) it's fantastic i mean just just like small things sometimes you know how you may leave and you, you sometimes feel like you left something behind. And, for instance, AirPods, right? Yeah. Sometimes you're like, wait, did I leave my AirPods somewhere? And you're like, did I bring them with me? And you just check it. Like, oh, it's at home. I don't have to worry about it anymore. But yeah. sometimes you're like, if you don't have that, you're, you're kind of wondering if you left something. You're like, where did I leave it? And it might be eating away at you for the whole time, especially when, you, when you're working a game day or something. You leave yeah. your place at like you know 2 p.m. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm not getting home till midnight. Yeah. I'm not going to find out what happened. It's like if you uh, leave home without your wallet or something and you feel yes. like, oh, my God, there's a part of me missing and I don't know where it is. <laughs> Did I lose it? Yeah. And then there's that anxiety until you get home and realize, okay, I just left it at home. I didn't leave it, like, on the bus or something. I will it's say, on the counter. So did having the air tag in the luggage help in retrieving the luggage at all? No. Or was it just like it was going to happen and you just got to see where it was? Yes. So it did, it You didn't got to help. see the journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it might have added stress. To you. No, I don't think so because, like, 
I was able to locate where the luggage was before Air Canada was. Right. So maybe like that was helpful to their process of locating the luggage. I'm just trying to take down big luggage tracker. <laughs> Air anyway. tags are huge, man. I have one. I don't, I don't know why I'm trying to take them down. I'm sorry. Next one. D, award shows. Overrated or underrated? I'm assuming overrated. like like Golden Globes last night yeah. and stuff like that. It just over. I mean, now as I get older, like I just can't handle I mean, I'll fast forward through to see what happened. I mean, unless somebody slaps somebody, it's not really interesting. <laughs> I kind of like the Oscars and the Grammys, and anything past that, I'm out. Yeah. I like, uh, well, the Oscars, when Ricky Gervais was hosting, was, was a lot of fun. Because <laughs> he just took the <laughs> opportunity to rip on everybody. Like, ah, I'll take your money and I'll do this, and I'll just, like, rip on this entire process. It was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. I'll take it. Uh, next one from, so we have a couple food ones to end it. Ooh. Chef Swagger. I, he just... There's unlimited amounts of Italian food. Chef Swagger knows. He's, they pull from. he's legit. Semi Fredo. Oh. Was that wrong? It's not like Fredo, like you that's, know, that's Lord of the Rings Fredo. Fredo? <laughs> All right, yes, Fredo is, is better. There we go. Uh, and I know even in a Godfather, you know, they call him uh You broke my heart, Fredo. <laughs> you shouldn't say Fredo, you know. It's, it's semi Fredo is, is what he's talking about. And it's uh, I, I would say it's underrated. It's still delicious and it's a uh it's a healthier, calorie, more calorie-conscious version of uh, of ice cream. Yeah, it's it was it's like isn't it like ice cream cake almost? Essentially, yeah, it's like a right? ice cream custardy type texture. The pictures but like, look great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. So, sign me up. Italian desserts if... in general mostly underrated. Italian, Seems like it. Italian I, I I think I've only had like tiramisu, <laughs> and that was great. Yeah, tiramisu was fantastic. Uh, last one here. This was a debate in the bullpen pre-show. Oh. I don't know if you were you here for it. I, I was not. No, I was not. Uh, and sad, obviously, was no. Uh, this is from Elon behind okay. the board here. All right. He walked in with a fillet of fish from McDonald's. Overrated or underrated fillet of fish? Oof. I feel like you have a strong opinion on this, Josh, having worked at McDonald's. I okay. Here's what I'll say. I I'm going to say overrated because I just don't like the idea of fast food fish <laughs> but when i was working there i don't think there was any issues in how it was made in okay. comparison to anything else fair enough mm. okay so, i mean i haven't had a filet fish in honestly decades but i remember when i was younger and i had it i always liked it so my memory of, a, of the filet fish has always been a positive one but now I'm like I don't want to try it, and maybe there's a negative connotation around it. Maybe I got to try it again to really judge. It's an underrated choice. I'm, I'm going to be it? honest here. Elon yeah. Elon's on point. It's an underrated choice. Some like, and I'm guilty of this more than anybody. But like I go to McDonald's, it's default. Like I'm getting I'm getting a Big Mac. If I'm doing anything, I'm getting the Big Mac. But like filet fish is delicious. It's just about having the conviction to know I want the filet fish today over the Big Mac or the Quarter Pounder or whatever it might else be. It's definitely a bold call. Yep. I will say. It's a bold call. I appreciate that. It's underrated. Steam bun, <laughs> tartar sauce, half a slice of cheese. Don't you dare put a full slice on. It's only half a slice of cheese. And then a fish patty. It's quite delicious, though. I think I had it once or twice. And it just wasn't for me. All right. Fair enough. That's it for uh, overrated, underrated. All right. Uh, all right. That's uh, overrated or underrated uh, on uh, on Canuck Central. Uh, coming up, 
Uh, we'll get into some things around the league and uh, potentially even some overrated, underrated overflow. That's next on Canuck Central.